0: Welcome to the Cricket Matters podcast, the podcast for cricketers, by cricketers who want to train smarter and perform better. If you want to score more runs, take more wickets and field like a pro, this is the show for you. We release a new episode every Tuesday and if you haven't got your copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers yet, you can get your free copy at cricketmatters.com. Now back to the crease this is the cricket matters podcast if you're new to the show it's great to have you here if you haven't yet subscribed and reviewed please do so we'd uh, really appreciate your feedback and comments and if you've got any suggestions for future episodes uh, please drop us a message uh, with me as always is my co-host james breeze james how are you i'm very well Jobs. <clears throat> i've lost my voice now as
1: well <laughs> You took three goes at the intro and I almost lost my voice in the first effort, so fantastic.
0: Brilliant. Fantastic. It's going well today. It's going really, really well. Happy Friday. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. End of the week. We'll we'll blame the fact that it's the end of the week uh, on this. Exactly. Uh, Right. Yes. Welcome to the uh, Cricket Matters podcast. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We'll crack straight on with the show and talk why hiking is great pre-season fitness for cricketers. Because would you agree, James, that that's probably the first time cricketers have ever heard that? (laughs) I have, probably. I'm not quite sure.
1: But uh, we'll try and get through by the end of this episode. You'll see why we think it's such an important aspect to your game in terms of not just fitness, but in terms of your ability to perform better at the skills you're doing too. And it's something from personal experience. I discovered uh, when I was skiing and snowboarding, doing a lot of backcountry mounting stuff. And just learning the secrets from other sports that we've got to think about and bring it into the game of cricket. Like I said, it's I've come back into cricket after a bit of a hiatus, having worked with a lot of endurance things in terms of military, police and you know endurance sports. And cricket is essentially an endurance sport. Yes, it's got a mixture of everything else into it. But what other sport do you know that goes on for five days straight if you're at test level? And (laughs) exactly for most amateur cricketers who are playing Saturday league cricket, you're talking an all-day event, anywhere between six to eight hours, unless you get bowled out early (laughs) for like 10, which happened once (laughs) last season for us. But it's it's one of those things, you've got to treat cricket as an endurance sport, which means you've got, yes, there's elements of sprinting, anaerobic work and being high intensity. Yes, I get that. But the problem we see with a lot of people is they focus on the small minutia of things. And maybe that comes from all the strength coaches and like myself and other people who put all the emphasis on the gym work. Not saying that's not important, but it also makes the strength coaches feel important and gives us something to do and a reason for being to get people into the gym. Whereas today I'm going to talk about hiking where it doesn't need us to be around them. But I think it's one of the most important things to carry over to your game possible. And there's many reasons for
0: that. Yeah, as you said at the, at the start of that, we like to look at uh, other sports and what other sports do. And basically, we like to look at what the best do. And I'm not just talking about cricket here now. I'm talking about a, a sport in general, the best, you know, things like CrossFit, all, all sorts of stuff, endurance runners and everything, and sort of reverse engineer what they do and try and apply it to to other people, apply it to cricketers, apply it to just everyday athletes, et cetera, et cetera. So let's talk about what, what was it. Go back to St. Anton skiing. What was it that you, what was the lesson uh, that you learned there?
1: It was, it was one of those things. So one of my biggest passions is snowboarding and snowboarding in the back country. I was a, I was a guy for many years living out in Austria and I used to just do snowboard. I used to snowboard six, seven days a week, take guests all over the mountain and come back. And again, life got in the way similar, similar with my cricket. I stopped going at the same time, but I was lucky enough to go and live out in Austria again to do this after a period away. And the first thing I realized is my endurance wasn't there for the mountains. I wasn't mountain yep. fit. And that is a big distinction. And what, yep. what I just see so might have been gym fit. Yes. But you went mountain fit. Strong. I could do the rowing, whatever it was. But I was working on yep. pieces that were lasting no more than 10 minutes at a time. And yep. it was like, well, hang on a second. I'm snowboarding the whole day, right? Similar to cricket. Like I want to go up and down, and do as many trails as I possible to ca- on, on my snowboard. But also, I'm hiking back country, which means I'm going through chest height powder to get to certain areas to drop off a cliff mm. and do that type of stuff. And my endurance yep. wasn't there. It was a big wake-up call. Now, we can compare that to cricket. Cricket is a six- to eight-hour game. Essentially, on a Saturday, if you're playing league cricket, five days yep. if you're playing test. You've got to see that as an endurance, your ability to endure for those periods of time. First and foremost, and yes, you got to do the anaerobic stuff and sprints and recover fast. But we've got to prepare you for this. Working in the gym for twenty, thirty minutes will not prepare you properly for a game of cricket
0: lasting eight hours. Right? That's the yep. biggest because way. Because how sport. often are you on your on your feet for six to eight hours all day? How much do you practice for that? If you're just as you say, if you're just going in the gym for forty five minutes an hour, that's not going to prep you for being on your feet doing sprints, uh, shuttles, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera and recovering for six nope. or eight hours, is it?
1: No, ab- absolutely not. And that's, that's the biggest thing. You're training for a shorter piece when the game's going to be lasting longer. Now, I can also compare this to batsmen in the nets. And this is this is a big thing I see time and time again across the board. At net sessions, batsmen will go in and they'll have their 10, 15 minutes slot in the net, which I understand has constraints in the group. When you've got a group of people in a couple of net- lanes happening here now, it's, it's hard to get anything more than that. However, if you're a top five batsman, particularly top three, your your job is to bat for as long as possible. If you're just practicing in the nets for 10 to 15 minutes, you're just training yourself to bat for 10 to 15 minutes, okay? So, and this comes along from, I I remember this quote from Michael Clarke, I don't know where, the the ex Aussie captain. Hmm. I remember he wasn't getting many runs, or I read somewhere he wasn't getting many runs, So he changed from having a half hour, 45 minute net sessions to having four, five hour net sessions on a go to prepare himself for for the game that is test cricket and batting for longer periods. And suddenly he had hundreds, double hundreds coming for fun because he changed the way he was training. You need to do that type of specific training and skill sessions if you can. Right. I know it's not always practical, but... You've got to compare everything. You're batting, your bowling, you're fielding, put it all together. You're on your feet for eight hours a day and you're covering
0: a, a lot of distance. That batting, what was the name of the Australian batsman? Michael Clark. Michael Clark. Yes. It's what, that's one I know. Uh, that's good. isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you say, for most cricketers though, doing four or five hours in, in the nets is not going to be possible, but no. at least, you know, you want to try and increase your time as much as you can. So if you can do an hour, then you know, you're already at an advantage. Quick question before we get into the hiking, though. Uh, how much does grip strength come into it in endurance? Because if you're batting in the field for five hours, you've got to hold on to that bat, right? Exactly. Everything It's you know, it's... I mean, yeah, it, it is important. It's
1: absolutely important to help build on to that. And grip and forearm yeah. strength, if you're thinking about it, and playing the shots, a lot of people get tight. Forearms uh, as well from playing, so it is. It's it is it is a big factor as as Greg from Cardiff Cricket Club will testify after after doing his uh, bar hang test recently. Uh, it's really important. But actually, speaking he needs of Greg, to get doing some uh, long loaded carries. He does indeed. He's got them coming up like this next this week actually. But now the other thing Greg mentioned as well, which ties back into this, was he said a comment that Joe Root made after his performance in Sri Lanka a couple of years ago. He last year. Mm. Was that he started running further in his training yeah and he thinks that's one of the biggest reasons why he went on to score bigger hundreds and we're, we'll get into that as well it ties into everything we're talking again if you listen to the previous podcast we talk about running and how what we think about running in terms of 5k's 10k's and we're not a big fan of doing ultra marathons or marathons to prepare you for cricket however i am a massive fan of hiking for multiple hours at a time mm-hmm to build your aerobic base and build your muscular endurance to handle uh, the, con- the strains you put in your body for the game of cricket coming into season. Because again, in the first game of the season, you always see it, particularly um, the older boys in the club, they're stiff and sore for weeks. Yeah. And it's not always the batting and the bowling. They, they may have got out for like a duck or whatever it is, right? Maybe bowl a couple of hours, but they've been on their feet all day and they've covered more distance in that first game than they have done in the last like, since since the last game of last season yeah. essentially and we'll talk about the numbers now actually because we pull up some yeah.
0: numbers didn't well, what we? I, this is what i said to you before we started recording i put this question out to you and you're like oh that's interesting and we uh, we googled it i said well how much distance then does a fielder generally cover in in, in cricket and uh it was quite quite interesting right because as, as we say general club cricketers they're not going to have covered the kind of distances that they then suddenly do in one day mm-hmm. during during pre-season or during the previous months, are they? So it's really important to to look at what distances are actually covered, and then you've got to try and mimic that yep. as much as possible in your training. Exactly. So we've
1: got multiple elements here. So we pull these are stat, the GPS stats from the international stars. So again, give or take a yep. couple of k, <laughs> I think is the best way when we when we're analysing this now. But what we know is that fast bowlers cover the greatest distance and do the most amount of sprinting in a game. Uh, For example, in a one-day international, a fast bowler can cover around 13.5 kilometres, right? Which compares to the same distance as hockey or football or soccer, if you're in Australia, right? In terms of size and distance that they're covering. Now, in in one-day matches, you then got spin bowlers covering around 11k, wicket keepers 9.5k and fielders about 10.8k. Now, when it comes to batsmen, it always varies depending yeah. on how long they're at the crease and how long they're batting for. But on average, you're looking 2.6 kilometers per hour for each time they're batting there as well. Then throw in the fielding, then throw in the, if they're an all rounder too, to cover that hint. So you, you're looking anywhere between 10 to 14 yeah. kilometers, I think, for overall. Now, we talk about that for running, which is great covering that distance. But we want to get consistent with this, and I don't want to put too much volume on the body and the joints because it's already stressful enough. And this is where it comes into hiking, and particularly hiking on good mountainous terrain to build that muscular endurance up in your legs. You don't need to go to the gym all the time to build up good muscular endurance in your legs. You need to find a good mountain and start hiking up it as best as you possibly can. Great
0: for, as you say, great for muscular endurance, great for the tendons, the ligaments, the bones. Uh, Just the, you know, durability of the body, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And cricket's
0: all about durability. Like, you
1: know, the the more durable cricketer over the course of the season will always win because they'll be able to play more games and do more things uh, long term. So it's about that durability and building the volume into your legs. Like in football, for example, you want to increase someone's speed to build up their speed reserve so they're operating below that threshold so they can perform longer and safer. You're not hitting that red line all the time when you're sprinting. It's, it's within that, those constraints. And it's a safety thing. It's a conditioning thing, everything here. But of want to do the same with, with hiking and covering that distance. We want to get used to covering this volume so the body is adapting to it. And we can learn this from our friends in the endurance world, cross-country skiing, ultramarathons, trail runs, all these things that you've got to do the volume like there's no two ways about it if to be a good endurance athlete you're talking 400 to 500 years of endurance work to build the base up to
0: give you the ability 400 500 years hours a year have you got four or five hundred years cricketers exactly to to spend on aerobic base (laughs) that's
1: a brand new cricket matters longevity plan we've just come out with and we've patented it to increase longevity but no but it's it's We've got to think of it in those terms. So we've got to build volume. And this is where it comes in. So like pre-season, we've talked about skills, skills-based skills practice, super important. Mm. Strength training, we've touched on a little bit. But running, you know, we think running is a good part of it. But I would throw in every weekend, yeah. do a long-ass hike. Get a long-ass hike. Like I'm based in Cardiff. I love being in the mountains anyway. It's, I'm, a mount- I'm a mountain man <laughs> at the best of times. So I will be hiking all around Pennevan, the Brecon Beacons. I'll be heading up North Wales for more uh, mountainous terrain as well to cover around up there. But people need to do that and not just go for a little one-hour walk. Like Cricketers, think about hiking two, three, four, six, eight hours to mimic that game so you'll feel less stiff and less sore when it comes to, to pre season. Uh, to, to the start of the season. Uh, and also, it's, we talk about protecting joints, ligaments, and you know, helping cricketers perform at their best to do everything right. Mm. This is accessible to everybody, right? So, again, I can't comment because I haven't worked at the highest levels with working with pros in terms of cricketers. Uh, but in terms of club cricketers, what I'm seeing, and other elite sports I kind of work with, yeah. you've got to have this volume and build it up and you've learned this from the secrets of the best endurance athletes in the world i'm not discarding the 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 fast stuff the sprinting or other stuff you've got to have that as well because cricket's a very unique sport but have that base behind you and that volume to build your legs build that aerobic capacity right which will then give you a a a depth to go into with the um the anaerobic capacity work you can do too
0: let's say it's easy volume as well it's not going to Mm. Do harm to the joints. It's only going to do good things for the joints and the muscles, and not only that for your mental health as well. It's great. Hiking, yeah, uh, getting out, 100%. getting out there. Yep, yeah, get out there, get some fresh air. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. So many,
1: good so many good points to it. Uh, but it's something that mm. you've got to consider in building up to the volume. Again, it's it's something so easy. Like you just need a pair of shoes, yeah. hiking boots, coat. Get out there and start start doing it. And if
0: oh, by the way, you said like. Yeah, so you said they uh, like go six up to eight hours. If you haven't hiked for six to eight hours, don't immediately go yeah, exactly six don't, to eight don't hours. Don't be stupid. Maybe start with an hour. Yeah. And then do an hour and a half and two hours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera and, and build your volume like anything. Yeah, no. we're not saying go <laughs> climb Mount Everest either. That's that's the no, don't climb
1: Everest on, on day one. But again, let's let's use down South Wales as an example. You've Penavan. One of the simplest paths up to Penavan is from the storey arms. You can walk up it you know it's the trail it's a good trail it's fantastic now if you want to be more epic you go on the backside and you can do clipping you can do big, and you can do penavan all in one loop and it's a way more terrain based there and it take you take you longer build up to it an hour two hours up and down cool it's a good start then if you want to be more adventurous and you have got time then go further but just build the volume uh, if you haven't if you're time constrained this is the other thing you can think about is that it's if you've only got one or two hours and you can't do the six eight hours, if, if you're if you're a young pup a young gun, well you should have time. <laughs> you got much else going on in your life. But if you're like an older stalwart to the club, then okay, well maybe consider adding a bit of load. Do a bit of what we call rocking or tabbing, like nothing too heavy, five percent body weight. If you're gonna go crazy, go ten percent. But add a little bit of load to build up that resilience for you over that time to help you prepare for the season. And that those aches and pains that will happen inevitably on that first game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't uh, got access to a penny fan, there are other areas mm-hmm. of the British Isles that do exist. Uh- <laughs> yes, but <laughs> also we'll be- if you've got say the I don't know, say you don't have access to mountains or but you've got a treadmill, it's not ideal. We'd want you to get outside really, but get on your treadmill, whack up the uh, the incline, and uh, and go for a yeah. walk. It's better than nothing exactly that's that, that's the point but it's it's the, there's, there's lots of options
1: here to, to train and play around with now again if you're an advanced runner then absolutely go for trail run. like just do some trail running in the mountains <laughs> if you want to do it i'm a big fan of trail running in the mountains i'm not going to do it straight away. i haven't been up for a couple of months but i'm not going to do that straight away i'm going to go back into just hiking and moving properly and then build back into some trail run. plus you've also got to factor in the, the danger factor of it as well you don't wanna roll any ankles um while you're in the mountains too. So just, just bear those in mind. It's safety first. That's why hiking and walking, I think, is a very good system for building up your capacity, because this is how it carries over to cricketing performance. Again, I'll, I can relate more to batsmen and the same in the field as bowlers as well. But if, you've got to make good decisions. The more you are blowing out of your arse, right, when you're at the crease, the poorer decisions you're going to make long term. And you've got to make a good decision every single ball that you face. Are you going to leave it? Are you going to play it? Are you going to attack it? Are you going to defend it? You've got to think about all these things. And if you're not fit enough and not, you haven't got the endurance to survive mentally and physically, then it's going to make it that much harder. And it's why I keep going back to why I think a lot of club cricketers and club batsmen, particularly, struggle to get past 20s and 30s. It's because they're blowing out their arse. Um, a lot of the time, and they can't go on mm. the same way they started off. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest gift I can give to you guys. It's about giving you the aerobic fitness and capacity that makes you more resilient and allows you, gives you the clarity of thought to help you make better decisions at the crease.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As you say, the, that clarity of thought, making better decisions and reactions, right? Because in the field, you've got to have great reaction yeah. times, and if you are if you're knackered, your re- reactions are going to be really poor. Yep, exactly, and it's and again. This this comes from again.
1: I'm going to go back to the military background, the Navy SEALs. The number one predictor of passing the Navy SEALs test is your 5K run time, the three mile test. If you can run under there, because it's not about um, how strong you are, the, the, the survival of the fittest. It's about having the clarity of thought to make better decisions with their weapon skills and under pressure yeah. and at cricket you're under pressure a lot of the time particularly if someone's trying to bowl 80 mile an hour and knock your head off and you just run a three off and <laughs> whatever you want to do like you've got to be you've got to think clearly it's it's such an important aspect and I think that's a simple way it doesn't cost any money maybe some petrol money if you need to get out get out there put some boots on put some put something on get a rucksack on if you want to go hiking be absolutely go crazy but just nice and take gently. some water with you yeah take some water yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely take some water and you know, and if you're not fully qualified in mountain guiding, well, maybe don't do the most extreme thing you've ever done the entire life first. <laughs> Be safe every step of the way. But it, look, it's just something to add on top of your, your pre-season fitness that I'd really recommend cricketers doing over time. Plus, you know, you can do it as part of a team bonding thing. Uh, make it an exercise, you know, go all together if you want to on a preseason e- expedition. Whatever it is, just have some fun doing it too
0: absolutely and like we said just great for general health and uh, well-being as well so it's mm-hmm. uh, that's a bonus james thank you very much uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up no it's good to have you guys on thanks for all the comments and
1: reviews people have been leaving already we really appreciate that and in return i have a present for you if you go to cricketmatters.com you can have the high performance handbook for free it's a book i've written to help
0: you train smarter and perform better there we go, cricketmatters.com. Grab your copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you, guys, for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Cricket Matters podcast. If you love listening to the show, then please do share it with others. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more great free content we can bring to you. For more in-depth help and analysis and your free copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers, visit cricketmatters.com today. And be sure to follow us on TikTok at Cricket Matters, and Instagram and Twitter at Cricket Matters HQ